I believe God wants to heal your heart. I believe that healing needs to take place in your heart so that way you can go and heal others. There's the heart of the orphan. The orphan doesn't know who they are and they don't know who their father is. But when we can keep our eyes on Jesus and we can keep our eyes on our father, our father will show us who we are. He will lead us and direct us. He will guide our steps. The heart of an orphan leads to insecurity. It leads to jealousy. It leads to ungodly competition with the people who you love. Cain killed his brother out of jealousy. We need the heart of a son, a daughter of the King of the Most High. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. You need to know who you are in Christ. The Word of God says that you are a king, that you are made new that you are not used up, beaten down. The world may have beat you down. Old relationships may have beat you down and used you like a dirty rag. Even parents may have spoken curses over you. Generational curses may have fallen upon you, but God says, I want to give you a new identity. God says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I gave the precious blood of my son, Jesus, on the cross for you. You're redeemed. You're fresh. You're new. And so John the Baptist, he has an orphan moment. So I want to do some rapid fire of some verses here that the Lord was showing me about John the Baptist. So I want to give you some context first. In Luke 1, 39, Mary visits Elizabeth. And it says in verse 41, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe John the Baptist leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe looped, <laughs> looped, leaped in my womb for joy. We need to hear the sound of the voice of the greeting of the Lord and we will leap for joy. So from the very beginning, John the Baptist had a calling. He leaped for joy in his in the womb. Just when he encountered Jesus, John the Baptist knew that from the very beginning he was called to prepare the way. He was the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the path of the Lord. He knew his anointing. He knew his calling. He had a mission upon his life. Matthew 3, 11. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. This is John the Baptist speaking. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. 
His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent Jesus saying, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus, and you are coming to me. So here John the Baptist is testifying of Jesus. He say he's mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. I should be baptized by you, Jesus. Jesus, baptize me. But then what happens in Luke 7, 18? John the Baptist sends messengers to Jesus. All of a sudden, things get a little bit shaky in his life. That circumstance comes upon your life. It comes upon your finances. You may lose your household. You may lose someone close to you in your life. You may feel like there's a lack in one area of your life that maybe God isn't providing. You think that God isn't providing, but God is working things out behind the scenes. God is really there working out all things for your good because you love him and you are called according to his purpose. Okay. So John the Baptist just has a a moment where now he's in prison and now he develops the characteristics of an orphan heart, even though he leaped in the womb from the very beginning and he knew his calling. It says, then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, calling two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? So John says, are you the coming one? He sends out two disciples to go to Jesus to see if he's the coming one. In the verse before that, we already see that the disciples of John, they reported to him concerning all these things. They already reported to John, testifying of the miracles, of the healings, of the deliverance, of the great and mighty works of Jesus. And then what does John do? He wants that double confirmation so he sends out two of his disciples to Jesus to ask him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Verse 20, when the men had come to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And that very hour, Jesus cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind, Jesus gave sight. Jesus is now being questioned of who he is. Okay, Jesus is confident in his father, in his identity. Jesus has a heart that is so secure in his father and who he is that he doesn't even need to answer John the Baptist. Jesus says, I'm going to continue to do the work of my father. I'm going to continue to live out my life. I'm going to continue to share share the word. I'm going to continue to prophesy. I'm going to continue to testify. I'm going to continue to evangelize 
and be a witness of Jesus. I don't need to announce my anointing. I don't need to announce my calling. I don't need to prove to you who I am. I don't need to prove to my parents who I am. I don't need to prove to the church who I am. I don't need to prove to my small group Bible study who I am, but I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I was bought at the highest price. Verse 22, Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John all the things you have seen and heard that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Are you offended at the name of Jesus? Can you tell a stranger to their face, Jesus is Lord. Jesus saved my soul. Jesus set me free from my sin. I used to have this addiction to alcohol. I used to have this addiction to weed, but Jesus, he set me free. I tried the rehab, but Jesus, I used to have addiction to pornography and it deprived me and it sucked out the spirit out of my body. But Jesus, he turned me around. He put me on solid ground, just like it says in that song. Jesus did it. Blessed is he who is not offended because of the name of Jesus. Just continue to do the works. You don't need to prove to anyone who you are, okay? But you will display the characteristics of an orphan, the insecurity of an orphan, if you aren't spending time in the secret place. Build up your confidence. Build up your faith. Jesus commands you. He says, have faith faith in God. What is faith? It's the substance of things not seen. It's the confidence of things hoped for, okay? Faith is a confident heart. A faith-filled heart is a confident heart, okay? We need faith. We want not just the faith that slays Goliath. We want the faith or the confidence that can dance, Okay, David danced and he had his wife who is named as Saul's daughter in the Bible looking at him from the window, despising him in her heart because she had this insecurity. But David, that was her husband, that was flesh of her flesh, blown of her bone, but she saw the insecurity in, in her own heart and someone else. So we need to be healed in our hearts. God wants to heal your heart. Verse 24, when the messengers of John had departed, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who are gorgeously appareled and live in luxury are in king's courts. 
Okay, you're not going to be defined by your apparel. You're not going to be defined by your garments. You're not going to be defined by your looks. You will not find your confidence in those things. You can't find your confidence in your job. You can't find your confidence in your straight A's, in the good things that other people say about you. You can't even find your confidence in your ministry work. The faith-filled, confident servant says, I'm an unprofitable servant. I have only done what was my duty to do. This is what Jesus says in this parable that he shares when the disciples ask him, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase my confidence. Lord, secure my heart in you. The reason why you can't evangelize and testify about Jesus is because you don't know who you are in Christ. You're concerned with other people's opinions. And as long as you be concerned about other people's opinions, you're not going to speak in tongues. You're not going to manifest the spiritual gifts that God wants to manifest in your life. But get in the secret place. Ask God to heal your heart. Ask God to expose the sin, the infirmities in your heart, the insecurities that you have, the jealousies, the bitterness that you're struggling with because God wants to heal your heart so you can be maximized for His glory, so you can go and heal others. There's a gifted heart. Joseph had a gifted heart. He wanted uh, he cared about the jailers. He wasn't trying to go and interpret other people's dreams, but he saw that their countenance or that their face was sad. And his heart, his love for those who were in jail with him allowed him to interpret the dreams. Solomon asked for a wise and understanding heart. Okay, the greatest gift that you can receive is love. Faith, hope, and love, but love is the greatest of these three. You want spiritual gifts to manifest in your life, the word of wisdom, prophecy, healing, signs, wonders, miracles, deliverances. You need love. First, you need to love people, but how are you going to love other people when you don't know how much God loves you, when you don't first love yourself? Okay, and I'm not talking about a love yourself um, type of new age culture where we're seeking for the love inside of ourselves, but we seek for the Father and who He says that we are. We should love ourselves because we are God's workmanship. We are created in His image. But if you hate your brother, the Bible says there is no love in you. So Jesus is now testifying of John the Baptist. Okay, John the Baptist has an orphan moment. And Jesus didn't answer John's question with his mouth, but he proved it with his action because Jesus didn't need to prove to anyone who he is. And then Jesus still doesn't answer the disciples. They leave, but he reminds John of who he is. Jesus is an exhorter. Jesus is an encourager, right? The reason why you can't exhort and encourage and lift other people up is because there's in insecurity in your heart. You don't know how much God wants to exhort you and encourage you and lift you up every day. But what did you go out to see? It says in verse 26, 
A prophet, yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, among those born of woman, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Jesus was able to exhort John. Okay, Jesus knew who he was. He was confident in his heart. So I encourage you, my friend, go find your confidence in the Lord. Find your faith in God. You will not find it in anything of this world. And sometimes God may have to strip things from your life. God had to strip the gym from me for two years in my life because I found confidence in how I looked. I found confidence in my muscles. God had to strip me of, of my hair and have me shave my head because I had confidence in my looks. But I don't want confidence in how I look. I don't want confidence in things of the world. I don't want confidence in my grades or what my parents say, uh, who they say I am. But when our foundation is upon Jesus, how can you increase your confidence or your faith in the Lord? The word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When you get in the scriptures for yourself, okay, this is not a revelation that I can just reveal to you and just show you who you are. So many people out there, they want to go to the prophet to find their gift. They want to go to the prophet, right? The prophet to see who they are in Christ. But you need the father to reveal it to you. You need Jesus to show you in the secret place. Continue to pray without ceasing. Give thanks always. If you can't give thanks in your heart, it will build up an ungrateful heart and ungratefulness will lead to insecurity. Now, when you operate out of ungratefulness, you will operate out of an insecure heart. Okay, now you're sharing all your problems with other people. You're trying to find your identity in things of the world. You're trying to find your identity in that party that you shouldn't be in. You're trying to find your identity in that circle that God already called you out of. But when you can operate out of a healed, faith-filled heart, you will see the glory of God in your life. Delight yourself in the Lord and then... He will give you the desires of your heart. Find your joy in serving God. Stay planted, rooted in a church. Be discipled by the Holy Spirit. Don't have shiny object syndrome where you're seeking to have the mic. You're seeking to perform or be an actor or prove yourself in front of other people. But let God show you who you are in the secret place. God, it says in his word, he loves a quiet and gentle spirit. So get in the secret place. Have God show you who you are and God will heal your heart. He'll remove bitterness. He'll remove sin. He'll remove wickedness. The word says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Him who has clean hands and a pure heart. I pray, my friend, you can continue to ascend the Lord's hill and get deeper in his presence as he reveals to you who you are in Christ. God bless you and thanks for listening.